Once upon a time, Josh and I did a project for 10th grade science class. <laughs> Actually, it might have been 9th grade science class. And we procrastinated on it, and we were down in my basement. <laughs> Let me ask, what project was this again? This was the light refraction project. This is 10th grade. This is 10th grade. In 10th grade, we were doing this thing. Yeah. And we still procrastinated. <laughs> like we did hard, hard procrastination. Oh. Brian got a, a very good glimpse into my brain at that point. I was like, ah, we're good. <laughs> we're going to get it. This is one of Josh's endearing qualities mm. and most frustrating qualities when you need him to ship something out the door. <laughs> yeah. However, when we say this, necessity is the mother of invention. <laughs> For real, is. Now, outside the procrastination, we want to talk about how you solve problems collaboratively because necessity is the mother of invention. All right. Let's talk about that today. Launch out on the loop as we discuss this on Curiosity Continuum. Hey everybody, this is Josh. And this is Brian. Welcome to the podcast for Curiosity Continuum. Curiosity Continuum is an industry-innovating, non-traditional company passionate about growing wisdom in the next generation. We are the essential bridge between the analog and digital worlds by building collaborative communities that unleash the power of adaptive expertise and innovation needed to thrive in the 21st century. We combine and mix essential elements needed to empower people to succeed in new ways, not possible outside of a creative, thoughtful, diverse community of fellow curious people. Follow us on your favorite podcast app to receive notifications of new content. If you like what you hear and you want to dive deeper, please visit us at curiositycontinuum.com. Thanks for tuning in, and let's start the conversation. So, contrary to Josh's comment during the rhythm and uh, before rhythm and roll, this is not <laughs> throw Josh <laughs> under the bus <laughs> comment. It is something though that we talked about before we even started recording the podcast. And it was about how we worked on problems together. I wanted to revisit this because I think that people don't understand sometimes how to collaborate on solving a problem. And for those that do it, it sounds like, well, of course you collaborate on it. But many times self-referencing whatever it is gets in the way and you start to lose that vocabulary. Yeah, I think people start to... Honestly, they just don't feel that like what they have to say or how they interact with people is like necessary or of value. And so a lot of people just don't talk or just don't say stuff. And so like Brian and I have a uh, obviously being friends like, you know, we shoot the crap on all sorts of stuff. And when we were in the same classes together, we didn't all like we didn't actually plan to be in same classes together. It just kind of happened that way. And so there was a lot of times we were just in the same classes, especially like science and math classes for some reason. So until Brian just decided, I'm not going to do that math class anymore. And I just went on and I was fine with that. But and so I think that learning the basis of it is obviously just learning how to communicate like do we just talk? Like, what do we do? Like, remember when we would get assigned to a group or whatever, we would 
probably sit around and talk for about five minutes on something not even related to uh, the project, much like this podcast, <laughs> where <laughs> we talk like four or five minutes sometimes, and we don't record it all, but we talk sometimes before, you know, sometimes we do record it, especially in the on episodes. If you want to hear some of the stuff we talk about, that might be it. But some of the other stuff we talk about, we just talk. And then we get to the problem, and we're like, "Oh, let's revisit this." So let's let's frame this a little bit. Well, tenth yeah, grade, let's do that science okay. class, and we'll kind of break it down bit by bit. Now, we had our, another friend Eric who was working on this project with us, and we were trying to work through how we present light refraction. Okay, it sounded really fancy. We had to pick something like along the lines of that. Well, I think I think actually she had I'll just pull it back a little bit. I remember she had options we had to choose. And so we had to choose one of these and we just said, Oh, that one. And I and Brian's like, Oh, you know that, Josh? I'm like, No. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't either. Nope. And we were like, Well, let's go for it. <laughs> and here we were. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, we should have done more research before we did this project. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll spoil the end. You know, we got an A on the project, which was actually very shocking to both Josh and myself. <laughs> <laughs> and the feedback from the uh, the teacher was very good presentation. I think it was above a lot of people's heads. I remember was, that. Was that me using big words on purpose <laughs> just to like dazzle? <laughs> no, I think that that honestly, Brian, was like how we did it. Like we just said, and. Look, we really pulled something out because this the we really didn't have a clue. <laughs> no, we did not have a clue. And it was a there was an epiphany moment during that time because I remember I went over to your house at night. We were like, you know, working with whatever to find it was convex concave light refraction. And I was reading about it in a book and you were looking at stuff. And all of a sudden we noticed like there was a rainbow from like one of these glasses. Yes. And then I noticed from the other glass it was reversed. And we were both like, that was the epiphany moment. Oh, we can use these glasses and show the rainbow. And if yes. it's reversed, it's convex. And if it's or concave, and if it's the same, it's convex. And so we were like, oh, this is great. Like, we got it. We got this in the bag. And we came up with some like quite frankly BS that <laughs> <laughs> we used to just talk about, and because we, Brian and I were known, like, we were known as, like, we were a total nerd, nerd kids. Oh, yeah. And there was other nerd kids, too, but we were, like, the nerd kids that you just didn't even pay attention to because we didn't do anything except get A's in school. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we did. We didn't do sports. Uh, our friend Eric actually was a three-sport athlete, but, and he still got A's. Mm-hmm. And and Will was, he wasn't in sports, but he did band. And we did, like, you did band and choir, and I did choir. I mean, we did stuff, like, outside. but And I was yeah. in church choir, too. Uh, but You were in church choir? Yeah, like, we did the whole, you know, like, we did, like, presentations. Remember when I did, like, that, uh, the promise, that Easter? Uh, yes, I do. Oh, my gosh. Yes, now I remember. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could find that old video of that. I should actually contact the church. 
We should, and it's going to go up on social media. We'll, we'll edit this part out of this conversation. <laughs> well, actually, I will edit this part out because I'm not going to put myself on blast like this. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, let's talk about now how we got there. So when we saw the glass reflected, I think one of us, was like Eric was drinking water or something like that, and we saw it because the sunlight was coming through a split entry. Now, the problem we ran into was this. How do we make this rainbow split out consistently? Because we shined a flashlight through it, and the crap was not working. And we it came didn't up, work. I thought, I just thought, it was either you or me or both all of us. I said, well, we have an overhead projector. And uh, if you're younger than, like, 30, you have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but it was an overhead projector. Was It had a white, it was actually a pure white light, which was nice. Mm-hmm. And a pure white light can be broken into a with a prism. So it we, would shoot up and it had a prism in it, but we would put the glass before that. We put it on top. And when it shot out, it actually shot out the rainbow. And so we were pretty good with that. Like it was I wish we could like do that today, like just to see if it still right. work. Well, <laughs> yeah. here was the piece that I, I also remember when we were testing on my house, is we needed a light source, but was it doing it consistently with the light source? So no. I had like this mirror that I found in my bathroom. It's like one of the handheld mirrors or it was like a square. I think it had fallen out of like the, the frame or something like that. Right. And we're like, we have to make this colorful. Like how do we consistently make it colorful? So we, we took saran wrap and yes. we had magic markers. Yes. And I'm like, and we okay. like artificially made a rainbow. So, in my understanding, I'm like, well, I the primary... Remember, I remember that now, yep. Yeah. So the primary colors, I'm like, well, it's red, yellow, and blue. So that should make the rainbow, right? And we did it. And it didn't work. And then we ended up going like, you know what? Let's make it green, because I think it... Red, yellow, we, red, Roy G. Biv. We, remember, we were looking yeah, at it. We're yeah. going like, well, what if we made that green instead? Does that give you more range? And sure enough, it did. Mm-hmm. Now... What we didn't realize in broadcast television, like the primary colors are red, green, and blue. And I, we didn't know that at the time. No. But we looked at the, at the drawing that we did. We, we took our, like our art primary colors and said, yeah, that should be working, but it doesn't work. And so we had to eject the idea that those were the colors. And when we looked at it, we're like, I wonder if green worked because we, ha- we had to make it work. It wasn't like we could. Yeah, <laughs> this was the night this before. Is a <laughs> like we had to make this work. It's going to work. It had to work. And so we figured it out without knowing that like broadcast television, that we use red, green, blue. We got it to work. I said, do, do you know why it works, Josh? He's like, no, but let's go with it. So I probably would have sat there and tried to figure out why does green work? He's like, we got to finish the project. So then we took glasses and we said, here's convex concave. Because when they said you need a prism, we didn't have one. Like, right. So how do we fake the breaking up of the prism? And we had to do that. So when we presented it, I think we even said, like, please don't mind our janky mirror. And we put it up on the wall to help reflect it. And then, then you could see the rainbow. Right? Yeah. And then the point was, like, how do we, how do we move it around? Um, let's, let's break it in this. First of all, we had to have a timeline about when this problem had to be solved. Yep. Right? Now, sometimes we all have the luxury of something not being solved, but time really does force you to, like, focus. Yes. Yeah, time is a constraint. We all have kind of the same amount of it. Um, every Any given day, you're given 24 hours. So it's like, 
and we were given a lot more time to solve the problem, and then we made the decision, or maybe it was me, made the decision, let's just push that off, you know? And we did, because we did it. We were experts at it, and we did it. But when it came down to it, we had like eight hours, and we had to pre- present this in. I think we both Josh and I have realized that in um, adult years that it's not enough to understand a complicated topic if you're trying to get other people on board. You need to use words and phrases that will get people there. And Josh especially, um, I'll, I'll say more as for on context for me, Josh is really good at using plain spoken words, especially like describing things with tech and complicated things to get people so they feel smart about the situation, right? And like, well, Josh is so personable. He explains it so well. It's because he's not explaining it like he would need to hear it. He's explaining it like how you would need to hear it. Right. So it is a fair critique of the teacher to say we didn't make it accessible so people people just learning about it could understand. And what she didn't realize is we were just learning about it too. We were ripping it straight out the book at that point. Uh, she's straight probably, I'll, I'll say this like a shout out right now, is that she was probably the one teacher that was young enough. She's probably still alive. <laughs> she may even still be teaching. Very true. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the, the perspectives for a minute. So we had time and we had a defined problem, right? Like we knew what we were trying to produce. So it wasn't a pure like creative exercise about, I don't know what's going to come of this, but we'll just see what happens. Correct. We had to have something done with criteria by a time. Yes. So that was the two factors that helped drive it. Now, the third factor, I guess we, we'll call it trust, but I think it might also have been like, uh, well, for us, like we knew each other, we could trust yeah, each other. No, you know, I think that's good. Like, uh, it's almost like confidence. It's 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 trusting in each other. That like we trusted that when I said, "Look, we got this," and you're like, "I'm not really sure, but let's do it." Yeah, I that trusted was, you. You you took the leap. Yep. And then, in my heart, I'm like, Brian took the leap. I better perform. I better I better perform <laughs> this. Because otherwise we're not friends anymore and <laughs> I'm going to be like, have no friends. I'm <laughs> <laughs> going to be sitting in with an F in the club. I'm going to be project. sitting in detention because Ryan's going to hit me afterwards or whatever, you know? <laughs> Sometimes those, I've, I've seen this happen with my, a friend of mine. He had a uh, sub, government subcontracting business for tech and there's a huge project. That I was a part of, which I actually can't talk about in ton great detail just because it was covered by yeah uh, that stuff. What I will say is this. <laughs> During this large project, there were a lot of the subcontractors where there were some things that on the project just fell behind. It fell off schedule. And so they're like, oh, my gosh, we're all going to be paid. I said, everybody, every like CEO of the companies are going in for to have this review. And he came out of that meeting so relieved. He goes... A room full of grown men had an emotional moment together when the government said, we're going to pay the invoices. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like everybody just breathed a sigh of relief. Uh, but I say that because those people necessarily didn't trust one another, but they worked together. And they're like, we're going to get, we're going to be screwed if we don't kind of support one another in this whole thing. Right. So that trust can be situational. It doesn't mean like it has to be rot over the course of years. It's, it's, a, like, it's a solidarity. Yeah. Yeah. The fourth element 
is basically giving room for the other person's perspective. Correct. Because Josh saw something different than I did and saw something different than Eric did. And we allowed each other to speak because none of us had the answer. So <laughs> everything was on the table. But this is the perfect example of that collaborative problem solving where not one person had the answer, but together we got the answer. And that's the whole point of this. It's, it is to take everyone's perspective, pull it all together and come up with a solution. And it's the correct one. And so this is really profound for a lot of people because a lot of people will try to do it on their own. And even if they don't have the answer, they may not ask for help. But it's not like a sign of weakness to say, I need help with this. (laughs) You know, I need help. I need, or even in school, it's like when teacher throws you together, it doesn't mean that one person does all the work and the other two just kind of like, slag off and get it done you know or get the same grade it's that you all work together to solve a problem I'll be the first to raise my hand it took me a long time to become comfortable sharing works in progress especially after college and you're trying to make a name for yourself in your career or distinguish yourself I always felt that it was going to be an indictment of me if it wasn't perfect. Now, Josh sure. can comment on this in another episode, I'm sure, about how Brian tried to be perfect and there's no way in crap he was ever going to get there, but he sure as heck drove himself nuts Yeah, some of those adventures. I think we all do that, honestly. To some extent. Yeah. Especially if you have pride of authorship. Yeah. Um, I had to learn to let other people speak into something and allow allow my work in progress to not be the reason why I stopped sharing because honestly the best results happened when I said to myself I don't need to have the uh, shiny already shiny it can be half done and then the collaboration is now we tune it and make it ours and it's actually better than when I started because this was a together result but it requires everybody to have a certain vulnerability to show like I'm showing you my work right and, and and not only that, but you're comfortable with it. You're like, here it is. I don't have all the answers. I need help. Uh, th- like, I think the words I need help are super profound because it's a, it's, you're being vulnerable, but you're also being assertive and you're like, together we can make this better. Those are like the tenets of collaborative problem solving. And if you don't do that, if you can't do that, you you just can't progress this at all. I think we just leave it there, Josh. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll remind people. So there's a time-based thing, right? There is a like defined like problem that you're solving. Sure. Right? Or at least enough to be able to approach it. Yeah. There's a situational trust working there. For sure. And, and then there is uh, letting yourself hear other people's perspective in it, right? All yeah. kind of wrapped in... A common goal. Right. I mean, it's Let's great. There. Yeah. Let's put a comma. Until next time, this is Brian. And this is Josh. Curiosity continuum.